Deep for Davis, C.J. Touchdown Cougars! Freshman C.J. Davis fingertipped it at about the eight-yard line, and when he gets it on the fingertips, it is just stuck in the glue, and he ran it in for the touchdown. Washington State has not won against the Bruins in Southern California since 1958. But today, they have. Washington State defeats number one UCLA 34 to 30. Ah, the old bell will ring in Bryan Hall all night long, I would think. a pretty rough week uh, with the fires all around the West Coast and, and choking us off in the Puget Sound region, and hopefully it'll clear up. It looks like it's starting to do that. But I wanted to do two things today. One is honor a man who had so much influence on so many people in the state of Washington, particularly if you're a Washington State University Cougar. And uh, this is a guy who just was an incredible broadcaster and a man. He uh, actually broadcast Cougar football for a combined total of 52 years. His name is Bob Robertson, and he passed away last week just short of his 92nd birthday. He retired from the mic just in 2018. He also did Tacoma Rainier's baseball down in Tacoma during weekends right up till last year. So anyhow, I wanted to play some clips of Bob Robertson in this particular year, it was 1988, and I had my cassette recorder going, and um, i do some Bob Robertson broadcasts throughout that season. And again, I edit them down so you can really hear the best of what he was able to broadcast weekend and week out. So uh, at the beginning, it was just one of his calls that he made, followed by Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, that was a call he made in 1988. I bring that into the broadcast because... Bob Robertson and Keith Jackson were such good friends. And again, the year 1988 was big to both of them. And uh, the game that Keith Jackson was calling there at the end was uh, a game in which Washington State defeated number one UCLA in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. So let's get going with uh, one of the first clips. And this is with Bob Robertson, Paul Sorensen. And this is September of 1988 when the Cougars were taking on the University of Minnesota on the road. And before I go today, I will play an interview that I had with Bob Robertson in 1997. It was between the game that clinched the Cougars' trip to the Rose Bowl for the first time since 1931 at Husky Stadium in Seattle, and then the actual Rose Bowl game that took place on New Year's Day 1998. And this is an interview, again, I had on Kixie Radio and talked to Bob Robertson about what this victory meant to him. But again, that will be at the end of the program today. You're listening to Voices of Experience with Paul Casey. Visit VoicesOfExperience.com and take a five-minute self-employment quiz. That's VoicesOfExperience.com. The higher you score on the quiz, the higher your prospects for success. One more time, visit VoicesOfExperience.com, all one word. So, okay, let's get started. This is a game that took place in September of 1988, and it was between the Washington State Cougars. They were on the road and playing the University of Minnesota. 
wrapped those hands up and caught that ball. It was a bullet, and he caught it at the 29-yard line for a first down. A superb play by Timmy Stallworth. Deep for Davis. C.J. Touchdown Cougars. Freshman C.J. Davis fingertipped it at about the eight-yard line, and when he gets it on the fingertips, it is just stuck in the glue, and he ran it in for the touchdown. Freshman C.J. Davis, what a magnificent catch that one was. We may be looking at the next great superstar wide receiver at Washington State. Time runs out as they started the clock, and the ball game is all over. The final score is the Washington State Cougars roll to another impressive win on a Big Ten field. The final score, Washington State 41 and Minnesota 9. And we'll be back to bring you the recap of this ball game after we take time out on this Cougar football broadcast. I used to love that when he would sign off in between commercial breaks or after a touchdown as we take time out on this Cougar football broadcast. Okay, next game, University of Tennessee in Knoxville. The Cougars traveled there with an incredible outcome. And Rosenbaugh at quarterback. The tight end is to the left, Rod Olson. Back, deep drop, now goes Tim. Throws over the middle, touchdown Cougars! It is Pelham who caught that one. William Pelham, the wide man to the right, just slanted it over the middle, ran a deep post, and caught it just inside the end zone. So the Cougars strike from 17 yards out. Rosenbaugh, his fifth touchdown pass of the afternoon to William Pelham for the score. And every single receiver on the Washington State sidelines has caught a pass in some capacity. That's the ninth receiver that has caught at least one pass. And with five touchdowns, there's probably a couple of guys in there with a couple of TDs. Our score becomes Washington State 49 and Tennessee 17 as the Cougars just... Well, I guess you might say shake, rattle, and roll down here in the Southland this afternoon, headed for their first win ever over a Southeast Conference team. Oh, first win, first butchering. What a great play, but credit Washington State. They had two weeks to prepare for these guys. They came off a tough loss to the University of Oregon, and to say the least, is the Pac-10 tough this year? The final score, it's over. The final score, Washington State 52 and Tennessee 24. Cougar dominance here this afternoon in the Southeast. And now the Cougars travel back to Pullman, and take on the University of California Golden Bears. Rosenbaugh, three receivers to his left, takes the snap to the tailback again. Broussard through the middle, night goal, 25, 20, 10, 5, boy! Touchdown, Cougars, the bruiser, and he bows to the crowd. <laughs> Unbelievable. Broussard went 37 yards, and I think he went the first 20 before California took a step. I guarantee you that the Canadian National Olympic team would like to have Broussard running for it because he looks bad. And he's legal. He's legal. <laughs> he's street legal. Street legal. <laughs> you betcha. Boy, what a run. I asked Jack Thompson to join us on the show a couple of years ago, just after Bob Robertson announced his retirement. I mean, he was a player at WSU, a very accomplished player, all Pac-8 at the time. It wasn't the Pac-12, but he set records throughout the Pac-8 for passing. I asked him, what was the influence that Bob Robertson had on him as a player? Well, first of all, I, I remember the very first game I ever played as a Coug. Uh, we were playing at Utah uh, down in Salt Lake City, and um, Coach Sweeney put me in. I was a redshirt freshman. And as I was running onto the field, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, my dad is listening to Bob Robertson right now, you know, describe his son running onto the field. And all of a sudden, I had this choking feeling. <laughs> and, 
and and Coach Sweeney um, told me to go ahead and and throw a bomb, which I did, and I quickly threw a duck, and it got intercepted. I believe it got intercepted, and as I was running off the field, I'm thinking, oh, I'm just I'm humiliated. I wonder what Bob Robertson said. The point of it all is that if you're a Cougar football player and you played during the many years that he was um, was you know our play-by-play, his presence was felt. And he was, in my in my mind, he's the best uh, play-by-play man ever. Uh, he paints a picture like no one, uh, no one I've ever heard, and uh, calls a touchdown better than anyone I've ever heard. And so, um, you know, how grateful are we as as the Cougar Nation to have had an icon like Bob Robertson? You know, we have um, lots of icons in the in the, in the communication world. You know, starting with Keith Jackson, you played him earlier. I mean, how lucky are we? To have had these great people, um, you know, representing Washington State University and calling Washington State University games. It's just, uh, he'll never be replaced. That's all I got to say. One question before I let you go, Jack, and that is why didn't you become a duck? I love this story. <laughs> you talking about a duck or a husky? I'm talking about, well, the husky one is a good one, too. It came down between the ducks and, and the cougars, and at the, on, on signing day, uh, Mike Price was out in front of my in my front yard, and Coach Carl uh, Blackburn was uh, down the street. They were waiting for you know to get my answer, but I told him I can't do anything until I, I spoke to my dad. He came, he worked the night shift. He came home at seven thirty in the morning, and he was the last guy I was going to talk to to get um, his opinion as to where I should go. And you know, I said, "What do you think, Dad?" And he just looked at me. He goes, "Well, son." You know, truly, what do you want to be? You want to be a duck? And he kind of made the uh, motion of, you know, quack, quack. Or do you want to be a cougar? <laughs> and I looked at him. The message was pretty clear. I didn't quite, uh, you know, I wasn't banking on him to give it to me in that way. But, um, it, you know, after he, he described it that way, it was, it was pretty clear I was going to be a cougar. I can see you really were working the charts there, doing the X's and O's, the pros and cons of yeah, each exactly. and everything. And all of a sudden, oh, God, good point. And a lot of things in life come down to that. Yeah, you, know, you just exactly. all of a sudden go, yeah, that sounds right to me or wrong or whatever. Exactly. Uh, that's great. That's Jack Thompson and uh, the throw in Samoan. I was going to ask him about that, and uh, we didn't get to it because we're running out of time. I'm going to do one more uh, Bob Robertson gem. Out they come now, third down and about four and a half yards to go. Rolling out to the left of the play fake. Rosenball might run, got a block, going to throw it back into the middle. Touchdown, Cougars! Well, the Cougars go with the tight end left. Here's the handoff now. Broussard, touchdown, Cougars! Here's the ball snap, rolling back to the right now. Throws to the end zone. That is knocked down. Who's got it? I think the Cougars did. Interception by Moton. Chrissy's got it. Touchdown is denied. The Cougars have the football with a minute 17 seconds to go. The scoreboard now says Aloha Cougs. It says Aloha, and Oregon State going to use the final timeout remaining. So there you have it. Those are Bob Robertson gems from the year 1988. I recorded most of these broadcasts on my little tape recorder at the time, just a cassette recorder, and I'm so glad I have these treasures. I whittled them down to you so you can get a really good idea of how he broadcast a game. It's just unparalleled as far as I'm concerned, and I know so many Cougars feel the same way. So I'm continuing my tribute to Bob Robertson, 
And in the Seattle Times last week, that would be Tuesday, September 8th, Larry Stone, Seattle Times columnist, sports columnist, wrote an article about Bob Robertson in an interview that he had with him at the end of 2018 when he just had announced his retirement. I'm not going to read the whole article because of time constraints. I'm going to pick out highlights. But again, you can read the entire article if you visit the Seattle Times on September 8th and the sports page. So here we go. Legendary voice of Cougars to be heard no more. Robertson was like a family member to many Cougar fans. By Larry Stone. When Jim Walden was doing his stint as Bob Robertson's color man, he made it a point to sit down next to Bob Rob, that's what they called him, whenever he was about to set the scene for the upcoming Cougar football game. Never mind that Walden on-air input wouldn't be needed for a maybe half hour or so. He wanted to hear an artist at work. For the next five minutes, he would paint the best picture of the setting for a college football game I've ever been around. That's my tribute to Bob. I wouldn't have missed that for the world. Robertson, who was the Da Vinci of Cougar sports for more than five decades, died Sunday at his home at University Place at the age of 91. Few announcers have ever been as synonymous with one place as Robertson was with the Washington State University Cougars, bestowing his artistry on generation after generation of Coug fans. It was hard to process when Robertson stepped down in October 2018 after doing 589 WSU football broadcasts. And it's even harder now to process that this voice is silenced forever. You simply can't replicate the bond that developed between the listeners for so many years of hearing one voice, particularly one as warm and distinctive as Bob Robertson. Cougar fans just knew what they were going to get when they turned on the radio at 1.30 p.m. in the afternoon or 7 o'clock at night or whenever it was as time went on, said Commons, who worked closely with Robertson at WSU's Sports Information Director from 1976 to 2007. They were going to get a very consistent, very knowledgeable, almost a family member telling them what's going on on the football field. Robertson's institutional knowledge was unparalleled. Just a treasure chest of all those first-hand accounts, Matt Chasno put it. And here's my comment, not Larry Stone's. Matt Chasno replaced Bob Robertson in the broadcast booth after Bob Robertson stepped aside. And Robertson somehow managed to straddle that line between having a deep love for all things Cougar and yet not being an unrepentant homer on the air. As the folksy Walden put it, he was a cougar up to his nose, yet during a broadcast, he didn't wear you out with syrupy BS. He simply loved calling games. For nine years into his 90s, Robertson called Rainier's baseball games on Sundays with Mike Curto, and sometimes driving across the state so we could call the Spokane Chiefs Rookie League games as well. Quote, I charged after it, like all sportscasters in a smaller market, Robertson told me in the days following his 2018 retirement. Again, that's a comment he made to Larry Stone. Quote, I figured if I just jumped around every time the bid was up, I'd just be for sale or rent, he told me in what turned out to be my final interview with Robertson in 2018. Quote, I decided to stay with the Cougars, and I did. I have never regretted that. Again, comments he made to Larry Stone. And finally, there are great people at the University of Washington. I worked there long enough to know that. But I found my extra family with the Cougars. I'm just a small-town guy anyway. I was part of a family from the start when I arrived there. 
Again, you can read the entire Larry Stone column in the Seattle Times that was published on September 8th, 2020. You're listening to Voices of Experience with Paul Casey. Visit VoicesOfExperience.com and take a five-minute self-employment quiz. That's VoicesOfExperience.com. The higher you score on the quiz, the higher your prospects for success. One more time, visit VoicesOfExperience.com. All one word. In 1997, the Cougars defeated Washington at Husky Stadium to put the Cougars in the Rose Bowl for the first time since 1931. I had the good fortune to be at that game with my good friend Mike Sweeney. Now that win was my favorite Cougar win of all time. I had a conversation with Bob Robertson on the radio in December of 1997 between the win over the Huskies and the Rose Bowl game against Michigan on New Year's Day. Our guest this week on U.S. West Profiles of Experience is the voice of the Washington State University Cougars for 30 years, Bob Robertson. I recently caught up with Bob as he was preparing for the big game in Pasadena. Bob, did you ever think it was going to happen? Well, you know, you, you keep hoping it would. I don't know that you ever sit down and say, this is going to be the year. A lot of a lot of the fans have done that over the years. As long as I've known Cougar fans, there have been those early season predictions. This is our year to go to the Rose Bowl. and. Up until now, it never happened, so a lot of folks have thought so, and I guess a lot of times I've kind of had the feeling maybe this is the time, and we have come close a few times, but uh, really, uh, once we won those first two games this year against UCLA and USC, then I began to have a pretty good feeling about the whole thing, and if there was ever a time when I thought it might happen very seriously, I think after those first two wins, I was beginning to think so. When they beat the Huskies, and they were in the Rose Bowl for sure. What feeling did you have right at that moment? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. You would think that at this point you would uh, kind of break into tears and sob and, uh, and shake and tremble, but I, I didn't do that. I, you know, I, maybe because we had the time with the counting down once they uh, got to a certain point in the game, then, then the feeling was pretty much that uh, this one now belongs to the Cougars unless they somehow managed to let it get away. And, yes, Washington made it close uh, from the 17-point Cougar lead when they scored twice very quickly, once on the pass interception, you had that, that, that horrible sinking feeling that maybe the momentum has gone the other way and this is going to get away, and then the Cougars came right back and restored the faith again. But, uh, you know, it, it was just a total sheer joy. I mean, uh, nobody knew exactly which direction to go. Uh, one of the assistant coaches came into our booth and uh, ended up with Sorensen's microphone on, his headset microphone, and in the process knocked mine off on the floor. and. You know, it was just kind of getting out of control in there at, at the moment. So it was it was one of wild joy, although when you're that high above the ground, you, you have to be careful, you know, how much you jump up and down. How are the Cougars going to do against Michigan? Well, I think they've got an excellent chance to win. Now, you know, any time you're playing the undefeated number one team in the country, a team that is playing for the national championship, you know it's not going to be an easy football game. Uh, you, you know you're going in as an underdog, but we've been there before. 
And I think that the Cougars have an excellent chance to win because Michigan, let's face it, does not play against the wide-open passing offense that Washington State produces every week. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the faith. I'm going to go with the Cougars. I think we've got a chance to win it. Your voice is synonymous with Cougar football. Are you going to be doing this for many more years to come? I hope you are. Well, I sure hope so. You know, I keep saying they're going to have to cut the uniform off me and throw me away to get rid of me. And uh, so my plans are to be there as long as they'll have me. And I, you know, you never know how long they want to do that. But uh, as long as they'll have me around, I, I have plans to be there. There are no former Cougars. My, my attitude is that we, I run into, you know, ex-ducks and ex-Trojans and ex-Sun Devils. I never run into ex-Cougars. We, there are no such things as ex-Cougars. Once a Cougar, always a Cougar. You're that for life. And I think we're finding that with a number of people that now suddenly surface and point out that, hey, I am a Cougar. I want to go to the Rose Bowl, and I wish we could get them all in. Bob Robertson, thank you so much for spending time this morning with us on U.S. West Profiles of Experience. And there are a lot of people from whom we can learn a lot. And I think like, you know, the one piece of advice is like, don't underestimate anyone you come across ever. Right. Like whether they're, you know, uh, a, a blue collar worker waiting for the bus or they're, you know, helping you at your, they're the server or bartender at the restaurant or they're a lower ranking employee. I mean, the smartest leaders I've ever seen have always gone around the room and asked for everybody's opinion. That's Chris Sega. And he is the CEO of a company called Lower Case Capital which provides seed money for early-stage technology companies. Obviously, he wasn't talking about technology there, but he was talking about people. Some of the best advice you do receive come from unexpected places. So always keep your eyes and ears open and don't shut anybody out. I can recall a couple of life-changing occurrences when someone I least expected it, or in a time and place that I never thought it was possible, that someone said something, and I really took it to heart, and it did change my life. Paul, it's Neil Peterson calling in. Uh, thanks for the interview you did with Howard Wright. I thought it was terrific. Uh, you asked for some comments or observations. Uh, the one that I would make is that um, I think the human element uh, needs to be emphasized in the strategy for dealing with homelessness. And what I mean by that is we've got 11,000 homeless in the Seattle King County area. We've got um, well over, uh, you know, three quarters of a million of a, uh, of adults in the area. That means there's something like 50 or 60 or 70 um, adults to every homeless person. And if 10% of the 60 or 70 would be willing to develop a relationship with each homeless person, I've got to believe that that would have a huge impact. And this is over and above, you know, the, the centers, the, the housing, and the um, other activities that are going on that Howard talked about. Um, I've just got to believe that uh, the lack of or the need for additional relationship has got to be a crucial factor in in not only how they're doing in their day-to-day -day life, whether they're homeless or not, but in their ability to, um, to do better 
if that's what their goal is. So just a thought that there's a, a human piece of this that uh, I don't think gets emphasized enough, and I think there's a, a bunch of stuff that we could all do that could be very, very helpful. Hope that's uh, uh, helpful to you. Take care. Are you thinking about self-employment? Visit Amazon or order a book called Pre-Flight Checklist. Is self-employment for you? Pre-Flight addresses eight myths surrounding self-employment and includes a self-employment quiz. The higher you score, the higher your prospects for success. Visit Amazon Books and input Pre-Flight Checklist. That's Pre-Flight Checklist. In 1947, the first black man stepped onto a Major League Baseball field as a player. But the struggle to stay there had just begun. Long before the Civil Rights March on Washington, Jackie Robinson played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. General Manager Branch Rickey wanted to entice more black fans to the ballpark. Some players wanted to keep the game white and said they would boycott games when Jackie Robinson was in the lineup. Ford Frick, president of the National League, said he would suspend any boycotters. Quote, I don't care if it wrecks the National League for five years. This is the United States of America. Major League Baseball was now on the path to integration. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition to Voices of Experience. My name is Paul Casey, your host and producer. Gosh, I hope we get through this smoke. It's pretty bad. And um, just stay safe. And really like with the virus we've dealt with this year, don't get ahead of it. Don't get out too soon. So uh, this will be clearing out shortly and we'll hopefully see the bluest skies again in Seattle shortly. I would like to thank Bob Robertson for his broadcasting career and just being the individual that he was. Just think about it for a moment. He broadcast Cougar Games for 52 years. So just think of the impact he has had on so many people. And he did it with such enthusiasm. I know I speak for many Cougars when I say, it was like watching a kid in a candy store. And we were all outside the window looking in as he was doing what he did so well and the enthusiasm which he brought to the game was unparalleled, I think. Best play-by-play -play announcer that I've ever heard. I also would like to thank Jack Thompson for sharing his thoughts of Bob Robertson as a Cougar announcer from a player's point of view and how important Bob Robertson was to the players who played at Washington State University. If you'd like to hear any broadcast of Voices of Experience, all you need to do is Google KKNW, then click on to podcasts. When you get to that page, go to the very bottom, click on to Voices of Experience, and you are there. You can hear shows going back for the last three years. So again, Google KKNW, click on to podcasts. After you do that, go to the bottom of the page, click on to Voices of Experience, and then you're there. Let me see the quote of the week for this week. My dear friends, your vote is precious, almost sacred. It is the most powerful, nonviolent tool we have to create a more perfect union. 
That's the late civil rights activist and congressman, John Lewis. Have a great rest of the week.